No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Always glad to hear it. As always, hope our listeners are doing well today. We're here together on the radio this weekend and every weekend to talk about your fiscal fitness and making sure that you do not have that situation that I think about 49-50%, if not more, people are afraid of, and that is running out of money. And Brian, I hear so many stories these days on a personal level from people, not only in my family, but otherwise, about running out of money in retirement. That's really a very big concern, isn't it, because of lack of planning? Well, yeah, you know, we offer free financial plans. And when we send uh, the questionnaire out, we have a, a number of questions that we ask both spouses to fill out individually as to what are you most concerned about on a scale of one to 10? And one of those questions is running out of money. And almost invariably, that's in the top three, you know, as far as the highest score. Even people that have many, many millions of dollars We'll circle that box because of the lack of planning. I mean, okay, I have a lot of money, I think. I, I've got some real estate. I've got some stock market investments. I have other assets. I think I'm okay, but I don't really have a distribution strategy of those assets into turning that into what we spend for the next potentially 30 years of our life when I'm not working. So certainly running out of money, even if you have millions of dollars, is a big concern if you haven't done the planning as to where the income is going to come from. 
You're exactly right, Brian, and so many people are concerned about that, and rightfully so, and they can do a lot about that by getting a financial plan. And I'm going to tell a little bit about my personal life here. I am aged 64. I am the youngest of five children. My oldest brother, I mean, my parents had kids, and they waited like seven, eight years, had another set of kids, and waited another seven and a half years and had me. So my oldest brother is a bit older, but he always talked about his biggest fear was running out of money when he got older. And guess what, Brian? He is out of money. And the reason is because he retired early from his job. He had a government position and they were closing Air Force bases and that sort of thing. So they retired him early and he decided to do it himself because he always thought he was the smartest person in the room. Well, it didn't work out that way. His investments didn't pan out. Then came 2008 and that particular crisis that devastated him. And then he decided, well, I've heard these commercials that say I can make money in the stock market by day trading. And so he took these classes. And he was using what little money he had to day trade and borrowing money. And it just didn't work out the way he had planned because he decided to do it himself. And I think a lot of our listeners, and the reason I bear my soul and tell that story, Brian, is because I think a lot of people out there listening to this program say, Brian is a really smart guy, but they think I can do this myself. I'm a pretty bright guy. Why is that always not a good plan to do it yourself? Well, you know, you bring up a lot of interesting points there. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. It's not that you can't do it yourself as far as growing, you know, your nest egg, growing your assets and so forth. As I mentioned, I see a lot of these questionnaires. I've got, you know, millions and millions of dollars of net worth. Well, everything should be fine. Why did you check the box a 10 on what you're worried about where it said to running out of money? Well, it's because you don't have a distribution plan. And so now that's a whole different set of circumstances, building your wealth and figuring out how to make it last 30 years and have the proper cash flow are two different things. So it's just a different dilemma you need to solve for. You did the first part right, great. You built up a bunch of wealth, but now there are a lot of products out there that you can't even access by yourself. And that's a big thing right there. So I'm thinking about your brother here and I'm thinking, okay, that guy that's always on the TV and radio saying, I hate annuities and you should too. I wonder what your brother would have thought about had he bought an annuity prior to 2008 that doesn't lose any value when the market crashes, ooh, check, that pays you monthly cash flow for life, ooh, checkbox there. These are the things, looking back, he's, you know, he would have loved to have. Instead, he went all market, and he lost it. And so the contention, I hate annuities, I only love the stock market, is significantly flawed for most of my clients because most of my clients want a measure of safety and security in their investments. All of my clients all of my clients want monthly cash flow in retirement that's guaranteed. That's what annuities do. So when they come on here and I get people every probably one third of people, I, I think I hate annuities. <laughs> I'm like, well, you've been programmed to say that by Ken Fisher and Fisher Investments because he doesn't sell them. But I can guarantee you all of my clients want monthly cash flow. I'm not saying every annuity is everybody should go out and run out and buy as many annuities as they, they want. It can be a a piece of a portfolio, a very important piece, solving very important real concerns to retirees that are no longer working, that don't want to have all of their money at risk all of the time, and want to have some guarantee of cash flow for life. 
Now, Brian, my brother's been retired for something like 25 years, and back then the financial landscape may be different than it is today. I mean, certainly the stock market was around then, and, you know, knowing him, I think he would have said, well, these annuities can only pay this much. I'm, I'm all in, you know, very, very risky sort of thing, and I'm smart enough to pick the right stocks. How long have annuities been around, and would that have been a choice for him, you know, like 25 years ago? Well, that's a good point, too, because uh, the annuity world has, has changed significantly. Uh, back then, all you had to pick from really were variable annuities with high commissions and high fees. And, you know, of the annuities out there, we don't sell those. And so maybe that, you know, that's a reason why he wouldn't have done that. But, you know, we're, we're today and now, and now we have fixed index annuities that, that don't have those high commissions. They don't have those high internal fees and so forth. So now fiduciaries have access to uh, the fixed index annuities, which is what we would offer somebody in the right circumstance in that. And so that, that would be a reason. Certainly product has changed from 20, 25 years ago. And much of the, the most interesting stuff that we talk about on the radio, whether it's fixed index annuities, fixed index universal life for tax-free cash flow and retirement, or income and estate tax-free legacy planning, whether it's private non-traded real estate investment trusts or Delaware statutory trusts for 1031 exchanges. The common theme of everything I just said is that you can't go out and buy one on your own. (laughs) You can't. You have to go through a financial advisor. So you think you can do it on your own, but you don't have access to most of the most interesting product lines that are out there to look at. And so that's why you just can't. I mean, you could be the smartest guy in the world, but if you can't, you can't. You don't have access to the club. You know, you, you can't get in the club uh, without the membership pass, and, and you have to go through an advisor to get these things. It's just an SEC rule. So that's why we talk about those kinds of investments more than the typical investments. We don't talk a lot about the stock market here. We're going to do some of that today, but there is all these other product lines is why you can't do it all by yourself. Brian, we've talked before about, you know, Boeing and layoffs and some of these companies that are offering people buyouts. If someone were to get a large lump sum of money in a buyout, what would be the first step that they would take to ensure that they have, uh, you know, money into their retirement? Would you first, you know, look at safe money investments before you looked at growing anything at all? Well, actually, the first thing I look at is whether to take the lump sum at all. I have looked at that many, many, many times. And sometimes whatever union they were with negotiated a great pension and the payout is significant. And and their ages of a certain age that I say, you know what? Uh, You'll never hear this from any other financial advisor in the world, but I'm telling you, don't take the lump sum. Don't let me invest your money. Take the monthly cash flow. And they look at me like, yeah, I I didn't hear that from anybody else I talked to. I said, well, I'm supposed to act as a fiduciary, and lo and behold, I actually do. And so I I tell a lot of people that. But then there's other ones where I look at them and go, oh, your rate of return is pretty lousy on this pension. Let's look into alternatives to that where we would maybe have some in a fixed index annuity meant to replace the pension to some degree, some in some of these other products I just mentioned and have a mix of those, including the stock market. And then the combination of them is what we anticipate to do better than whatever the the monthly cash flow would have accomplished. So if I've gotten a lump sum of money, of course, the first thing I would do is come to you and ask you what I should do with it. But I would think, at least for my own individual situation, I would want some safe money income coming in in retirement. I would take a portion of that and do that with that. But I think my 
brother's problem was too many eggs or all the eggs in one basket, and that happened to be the stock market. Diversity is really, really important when designing a portfolio, Brian, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it, it can be. And, and certainly there are situations where you have enough assets that are already, let's say you already have a great pension and so forth. You can take risks that you would otherwise not normally take. I mean, if you have these things solved for, then you don't have to go out and have a big, heavy bond portfolio or anything like that. You can take some risks and your returns will probably be better by taking those risks. But you're right. I mean, but this all starts with you had some kind of measure of security and cash flow and retirement. There, there's five things we're solving for in five different ways. We all want growth and we want cash flow, security, liquidity, and income tax savings. So you got those five things and there's no product that does all five. So one might do growth. Look at the stock market. But it sure doesn't do cash flow or security. And so annuities, what are they good at? Oh, cash flow and security. Okay, well, there's two pieces. <laughs> now, liquidity, what, what does good? Oh, stock market's actually liquid. Oh, all right, now I got four things. Is it tax efficient? No. Uh, what about FIULs, fixed index universal life? Yep, income tax free. Oh, check that box. Okay, see, now we're starting to add different attributes with different products because no one product does all the things we want. We're talking about not running out of money in retirement with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs here on Growing Your Wealth. Thank you for joining us here in this fine weekend. If you have questions about anything that we have spoken about today, again, you can call here at 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, and request your financial plan. There's no cost and there is no obligation for that whatsoever. You can also vet the firm and request your plan online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for our first break. When we come back, we'll be talking about some investing lessons that we learned from 2020 and economic outlook. And we'll also talk about fixed income and the outlook for that and more when our show continues right after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. 2020 has come to an end and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. 
thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about investing lessons from 2020. And Brian, I want to talk about that and I want to talk about the economy in general too. I was looking at an interview the other day, Sam Zell, who was a billionaire investor. I don't know if he's just in real estate or what he invests in, but he was on one of those short little three-minute segments on one of the shows and I just barely caught what he was talking about. But I want to bring up some of the things to you that he had mentioned. And the first First and foremost thing that he talked about is the fact that the stock market is really disconnected from reality. I mean, those Reddit traders that we talked about last week, Bitcoin, etc. I mean, this has become just a giant game, I think, of I can get out before it falls. Well, timing is everything, especially when it comes to investing. And uh, yeah, Sam Zell, he, he made it big in apartment buildings, real estate. And so not so much in the stock market, although I'm sure he owns plenty of stocks since he's worth $4 billion. But is commenting on the disconnect, I think, between the stock market and the economy. And so I've been having a lot of these kinds of discussions lately with clients. They're, they're thinking, gosh, we're in a recession. Uh, this makes no sense. Why is the market up? And well, you're not investing in the economy. There's no stock out there called the U.S. economy, which would include employed people, unemployed people, small businesses, restaurants, uh, you know, espresso stands, whatever. That's the economy. But that's not the stock market. The stock market, you look at your holdings, your biggest holdings are Apple, Microsoft, you know, Amazon, etc. They're not the local restaurants. And so there is a difference between the economy. I mean, certainly they're connected in some respect. If you have a bad economy, you can't have a robust stock market indefinitely, but there is a disconnect. And, and I would even ask Sam Zell, well, if that's the case, why is real estate going up so much when we're in a recession? That makes no sense either. You can't even buy a house anymore without having 20 offers on day one, it seems like in the Puget Sound these days. So so there is a, a definitely a, a difference between the different areas. And it is hard to make sense of when we're in the middle of a global pandemic and a recession, why everything's at record highs. Well, one of the things he said was basically, unless you're in the restaurant, hotel, or the transportation business, the economy is in fairly good shape. What do you think about that statement? Yeah, I mean, certainly we have a, they call it a K-shaped recovery. The term is used for what I, I call, you know, the, the recovery is the haves and the have-nots. I mean, you either are in an industry that can survive just fine relative to a pandemic, or you are not. There's not a lot in it that said, yeah, I didn't really notice any change. Yeah, you either thrived or, or or didn't, and certainly depending on your your industry, yeah, um, most industries. A lot of people I'm talking to, especially tradespeople, 
Well, actually, they, they're part of the K. They're on the upside. I don't know a tradesperson that isn't got months and months of backlog right now. People want to fix their houses. They want to fix their real estate, their properties up because they're home more. And, and so these folks are just dying for anybody halfway decent to hire because they got so much business. They don't know what to do with it. So their business went up. Technology, everybody in the technology field, their business went up. So there's a lot of businesses that, that went up up, up because of the pandemic. And then again, those that went down. And recently, Brian, I mean, we have gotten a second round of stimulus checks. Now there's talk of a third round of stimulus checks going into the economy. I mean, if you send a mole back to see where the stimulus money went, we may see that a lot of that money, as opposed to being used for necessities, may end up being speculated in this casino that we call the stock market. I mean, if you stimulate the economy too much, if you overstimulate the economy, Zell seems to think that that could result in the return of inflation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why they have to be careful about, you know, that's the Fed's job is to have that delicate balance between a growing economy and one that's inflated or receding recessions. And so they're, they're trying to do what they can do relative to that. They're not in charge of the economy, certainly. They affect it with stimulus or, or changes in interest rates, that kind of thing. But they're not the, the end all be all. But I would think that, you know, even with these kind of stimuluses that come out, I don't think that that's going to necessarily create inflation because to me, you know, just get back to economics 101, it's supply and demand. There is so much supply of money looking for a home out there, just any kind of interest rate whatsoever it can get, that the demand for that money is much lower than the supply. So until that changes, if you're getting nothing on your money and somebody offers you a treasury note at 1%, you go, oh, that's better than nothing. And people buy that 1% treasury note. So they're not going to have to offer 5% to get somebody to buy the treasury. They just offer like one and and people buy them. So I I disagree that that's necessarily going to create inflation. Uh, I think it's more having to do with supply and demand of money. Well, I think I need to put in a call to Sam Zell, see if he can join us here on the radio program. <laughs> he talks to other people. He may as well talk to us. But, you know, getting back to the stock market being disconnected from reality, I mean, when a stock goes from $4 to $500, there is really no reality attached to that whatsoever. So, Brian, let's talk about the economic outlook for uh, 2021 here and investing lessons that we learned from 2020. I mean, the COVID-19 outbreak was an event, I think, that really no investor could have foreseen or planned for. But despite this twenty. 20 proved to be a year of resiliency for the financial markets. Yeah, well, nobody can predict COVID. Nobody predicted 9-11. Nobody predicted the banking crash. Nobody predicted any of this stuff. But we knew, we call them black swan events, something that, you know, just doesn't happen very often. But, you know, anymore, there's more and more black swans out there. I right. guess they're, they're multiplying somewhere uh, because we keep seeing these events. They happen. And so we know they're going to happen. We just don't necessarily know the cause. We just know that they happen. But you're right. It's very resilient. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because there's a graph that I want to kind of discuss that I'm looking at. And I'll try and do this, you know, on a radio show here <laughs> as best I can. But just some of the takeaways is I'm looking at the last 36 years of the S&P 500. Now, eight of the 36 years, the S&P ended up in negative territory. 
and 28 years it ended in positive territory. So you go, oh, okay, the stock market is generally good. So that should be easy. I just put money in the market and I'm fine. Well, the problem is, in the last 36 years, if I'm good to ask people on the radio, how many times did the market start out strong that year and finish in positive territory? meaning it never dipped into negative territory during that calendar year. How many times in the last 36 years? The answer is zero. There was never a year where the market didn't dip in that year, ever. And even though 28 of those years had ended on the plus side, there was no year where it didn't go negative. Now, what was the average? Okay, maybe it's down 1% or 2%, but then it recovered, right? Nope. The average intra-year decline over the last 36 years, the average is negative 14%. So a typical year, if there is such a thing, you would expect sometime during the year, you're down 14%. Now, most of my clients, when I ask on my questionnaire, how much of a loss are you willing to absorb? They might say 10%. And I'm like, whoa, the average is it's going to go down 14 You're going to panic freak out and this ain't going to work out for you. So right there, that tells me maybe we should go pretty light on the stock market because the stock market isn't a a place for people that don't have a pretty strong constitution for loss because I can almost guarantee, I mean, 36 years out of 36, that's a pretty strong statistic, I would contend, that you will see losses every single year in your portfolio at some point in time. How are you going to react to that? Do you want all of your money in that? Do you want some that doesn't have that? That's why we have annuities. You know, that's why we have these other components because most people get pretty fatigued with that. And depending on your age, if you're 35, you go, well, I don't like it, but you know, I know 28 years out of 36, it was up. I'm good with that statistic. But if you're 75 years old, you're going, I don't have 36 years. <laughs> so I don't want to take those losses for all of my portfolio. Every single year, I'll go crazy. I'll, my security will be hammered. I'm, I'm worried about running out of money. These are real concerns. So that statistic alone, I think, was so important that I share it with people listening so they understand what we mean by the markets can be very volatile. They can be very very good. 28 out of 36 years, they can be very volatile. 36 out of 36 years, the average inter-year decline was negative 14%. We're talking about investing lessons learned from 2020. And I think the big takeaway here is that you should keep a long-term perspective. I mean, investors who align their decisions with their goals rather than the headlines kept a level head. Sticking to an investment plan meant experiencing a 34% drop and a 67% recovery in large cap U.S. stocks. So keep a long-term perspective and above all, have a plan. Talking about that plan, Brian, once again, I want to remind our listeners, uh, of course, those people who listen to this program on a regular basis know that we offer a no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. If you have a minimum of $500,000 in investable assets and you'd like to find out how you could make that money work for you in retirement, and of course, we talk about legacy planning, estate planning, so I'm talking about beyond retirement there, get your no-cost, no-obligation plan with the advisors here at Madrona Financial Services by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. A chance for you to ask your questions and get your individual answers because, of course, no one plan fits all. 844-MADRONA. You can also vet the firm and find out how you can get your plan online at madronafinancial.com. Time for another break, Brian. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about investing lessons learned from 2020 when growing your wealth continues after this. 
Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, Social Security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about lessons learned from 2020. And Brian, we talked about keeping a long-term perspective. I mean, in the short term, we saw a lot of volatility, but I think those people who got in and stayed in saw ultimately some upside to their portfolio. The power of a disciplined approach. A lot of people do not have the discipline that they need to have, but there really is a lot of power in that, isn't there? Oh, yeah. And that's part of the planning process. So, you know, we talked about how volatile the market is, but how good it can be over a long term. So uh, you got two competing uh, things there. So it's it's really hard to have 100 percent of your money in anything. You talked about your brother who tried it and failed. He didn't have he wasn't able to stick with it and took too much risk at the wrong time. So his timing was not good. And so that's why we, we tend to have a balanced approach to our investing. I would love to see if somebody came to me and we did the financial planning and they two months later they're coming in to follow up on what we did and and they've got security and growth and cash flow and liquidity and tax-free and diversification they got real estate they got stocks they got annuities they have life insurance as a tax-free asset class they've got all the tools and toolbox in play you know and we have a plan for them throughout the rest of their life and including their legacy plan you know that's some good stuff there uh, people really appreciate that you know once they've gone through that process most people listening don't have not gone through that process. And even if they have 
have a financial advisor. The financial advisor is not necessarily equipped with all the tools in the toolbox. And so that is something that we really focus on here. So I think systematic investing, having a disciplined approach and rebalancing, I think that's what really helped investors navigate volatility in 2020 without having to time the market. Let's talk about being opportunistic in times of volatility. The VIX or the fear index, I should call it, really reached a new record high in March. Yeah, it was super high. And and so that just means there's a lot of volatility in the markets and stock markets and that kind of thing. Now, a lot of people will then do the exact opposite opposite of what they should. They'll sell when the market's dropping and they'll buy when they feel better, when it's back up. And that's a losing proposition. Buying high and selling low, uh, son, uh, you're not going to make a living doing that. Right. <laughs> but that's what, what a lot of investors did. That's why the market did what it did, because of the emotions that are packed in. You just can't stand seeing your money go drop, 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 drop. I got to get out before it hits bottom. And of course, you know, the day you sell yours, it's the trigger for the market to recover, typically. Right. I had a client that used to say, you know, if you want me to help you solve your market stuff, just have me buy something when it's dropping. <laughs> that will make it make it go the other way the next day because I've made a habit, a living of doing that. Right. And a little laugh about that. But yeah, it's difficult to have that discipline unless you have a plan. You go, okay, well, maybe I'm only 50% in the market, but I'm 50% in other things that aren't negatively affected when the volatility index is up. So they're not correlated to the market. I don't like it, but it's not life-changing. And so I don't have to react. So that's kind of where we want to be. Whatever that number is, is it 50%? Now, for some people, it's 100%. Yeah, I'm okay. I don't care. It's in the market. It'll come back. I'm 35. Who cares? Yeah, I would agree with that. And some people can't handle any drops. And so everybody's a little different that way. So we, we do have to understand the person before we invest in the product. We're talking about investing lessons learned from 2020. And, uh, you know, when the market was down, Brian, there were some people who went all in and invested a lot of money in the market because I think they had the long game in mind. Down markets create long-term opportunities to buy high-quality companies at a discount. What do you think about that philosophy? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great way to do it. Knowing the timing is is the tricky part and which companies certainly to buy. So that's always the rub. Uh, Most people cannot... You know, how, how are you going to time that market? You know, when, when it drops 1,000 points, is that when you buy 10,000? What if you're going to buy when it's 10,000 down and it only goes to nine and then goes way back up and you missed it? I mean, it's just, that's a tough game to play. That's why most people would, would just want to plan for how much they want in the market and not try and time it. Now, the other part of that, though, is almost every portfolio put out by the larger companies, you know, the big one that's in every strip mall in America. You know, I know how they're going to invest their clients. They're going to put them into funds. They're going to be about 60% stocks and 40% bonds. The bond market is an enormous part of a portfolio. And I was reading some of their stuff that they put out and they're saying, yeah, bonds aren't going to pay very well at all, but you should have a lot of them in your portfolio. It's like, well, why is that? I don't really get it. It's not good, but you should have it because uh, that way you won't freak out when the market drops is basically what they're saying. Well, there might be alternatives to the bond market that we should be looking at because I'm also uh, looking at a paper put out by a real estate company talking about the challenge of fixed income investing in the 2020s. And certainly we know bond yields have dropped. So this company was saying, yeah, buy bonds, buy high quality and high yield bonds and put them in your portfolio. And I'm like, 
Hmm. Let's talk about high-yield bonds. These are also called junk bonds. What makes them a junk bond? A junk bond is basically a loan to a corporation that's unsecured, and that corporation isn't in the best financial shape. They've been downgraded. They're not AAA rated. They're not AA. They're not single A. They're not triple B. They're below that. And so they're a company that's struggling that needed to borrow money, and you lent it to them unsecured. Well, you should get a high rate of interest, right? Well, no. Uh, right now, the average yield is about 3.3% on junk bonds. And here's this big company, the biggest one in America, an investment company, saying you should buy junk bonds paying 3.3%. I'm like, huh, I don't think I, I want 40% of my portfolio on that. Okay, let's put some in investment-grade bonds, 1.4%. Huh, uh, that, that doesn't get me too excited. How about treasury bonds? Oh, not 1%, not even 1%. Oh, how about treasury bills? Well, not even a tenth of a percent. So here we are looking at analysis and you're thinking, huh, you might be listening going, I'm with that company. And yeah, so 40% of my money is in junk territory or not even making maybe 1%. Yeah, that's probably what you're in. We're talking about investing lessons learned from 2020. I think the takeaway here, Brian, is to keep a long-term perspective to build well-diversified portfolios and rebalance on a regular basis. Let's talk about the economic outlook now for 2021. We expect the economy to make further progress this year in returning to its pre-crisis path. Do you think that that is an accurate statement? I would say that's an accurate statement. And with changes, you know, there's certainly been a lot of pivot points for a lot of companies during this time. I would also contend, once again, that just because the economy recovers, don't expect that to have a correlation to the stock market. The stock market is a forward-looking indicator. It's reacting to what they think the health of companies will be years ahead, not months ahead or weeks ahead. So the economy, this has all been priced in. The, the markets are up because everybody knows that the economy was going to recover. So that's already been priced in. That's not a surprise to anybody that once we have a vaccine, people go back to work and the economy will be better. Right. Uh, once we start flying and going out to restaurants, the economy will be better. Of course they will be. We all know that. That's already priced in. So there is a disconnect between the economy and the stock market. Well, with the COVID-19 vaccines, as you said, there is a lot of hope. And also, as you said, too, just because we're getting vaccines doesn't mean that we're all going to be going back to work. If you're in a restaurant, your transportation, the hotel industry, hospitality industry, you know, those have not recovered. So it's been a little bit of a bumpy start here to the beginning of 2021. Do you see later on in the year as, you know, winter turns to spring and then turns to summer and then turns to fall that we'll uh, pick up with a really much more robust economy and that the, the tide will, will turn for the better and maybe stay turned? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think that our economy is very resilient. And like I said, there's been a lot of pivots for businesses. They've figured out how to work uh, actually better. Uh, in some weird way, the global pandemic and, and the work from home, and, and that has actually helped some businesses change the way they do business. Now they're, they're more technologically savvy. They're able to have more meetings than they have before, and, and they don't feel like they have to travel all over and have all that wasted time on an airplane. I'll just Zoom you. Right. you know, why, why do I have to fly to North Carolina to have a meeting with somebody in North Carolina? 
I just invite them to a Zoom meeting, and then five minutes later, they're on. They're in front of me, and their clients are on there, or ten other people are on that call. We didn't have to all get together. That was very inefficient the way we used to do things. So I think there's been a lot of changes out there that actually have improved. That uh, real estate's improving. People, you know, Home Depot is is booming. Uh, oh yeah, contractors are booming. People are fixing their places up because they're home more, and so they're they're improving their the value of their real estate and and that that kind of thing too. So just lots of changes. You know, there's no one thing that's all negative. Typically, it's this has its pluses and its minuses. Yeah, that seems to be the disconnect there. As you said, I mean, on one hand, we're seeing job losses and, you know, we're seeing problems in the areas of this uh, of the economy that I talked about there. But the, on the other hand, as you said, I mean, it's hard to find a house. I talked to a realtor yesterday who has an 18-day supply. There's sub-3% interest rates. People are clamoring to buy houses. But on the other hand, people are looking to fix up their houses. I mean, you just recently had work done on your house, too. And I mean, these tradespeople are very, very busy out there. But I think the economy and, uh, you know, the way we do business, as you said, it is going to change. It'll never be the same as it was before COVID-19. It may be robust. It will be just a little bit different. So taking a look at the sectors of the economy that you're investing in, that's something where you might need a little bit of help. And I know that you there at Madrona Financial Services, I mean, all day long, you guys have got your eyes on the market and what the trends are and seeing where people might want to look at investing their money and just helping people make the most out of their money and their retirement. Once again, if you would like a complimentary retirement plan with the advisors here at Madrona Financial Services, it is just a phone call away. It's 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And keep in mind when you do get a financial plan from Madrona Financial, they also have benefit of the services of Bauer Evans CPAs right next door. Actually, they work in concert with each other. So not only are you getting a financial plan, but you're also getting a tax plan too. And that is so important when you design a financial plan is accounting for taxes. Again, 844-MADRONA is the number to call. You can also request your complimentary plan online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for another break. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about the economy and we'll be talking about the fixed income outlook when our show continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. One of the difficulties of creating uh, income strategy in your retirement that has occurred is because of the lowering of interest rates. Certainly there was a time when I was a financial planner when it was pretty easy to figure out an income plan. You know, you could put money in a savings account, earn five to six percent. You could buy bonds and that were paying uh, roughly the same, maybe some high yield bonds paying closer to 10. Dividend paying stocks could pay at least five percent uh, or more, even up to 10. REITs were paying up in that range too. So if you had a you know a million dollars, you could say, oh, I, I definitely I could pull five grand a month, no problem in retirement, and so that was the plan. You retired, and then time went by, and all of a sudden interest rates tumbled, and instead of maybe five or six percent on those investments, you're getting 0.5 or 0.6 percent. So the decimal point moved. Well, your plan for five thousand a month also moved a decimal point. Now you're at five hundred a month in retirement. That's not enough. So it's gotten a lot more difficult for income planning. 
Rates have compressed on bonds and CDs and savings accounts. Cap rates have compressed on your rental real estate. Everything you have is, has compressed. And so it's a bit more of an art than a, a science anymore. And, and you've got to have all the tools to look at to create a proper income plan. And so that's something that we, we help people out with. We, we look at all the different tools that are out there to help them decide how they're going to navigate low interest rates. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, Investments, Retirement, Tax and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit MadronaFinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about fixed income outlook for 2021. And Brian, I've got some information in front of me that I want to talk to you about a little bit here. I've got a graph too, which is kind of hard to show on the ratio, but you know, we'll be kind of theater of the mind here with describing this a little bit. But you know, the facts are the Fed stimulus is going to stay around longer. There's a slightly steeper yield curve and debt and inflation are longer term factors. So in a nutshell, what is is the outlook for fixed income products here in the near and in the distant future? Yeah, and as I mentioned in the last segment, the big financial advisory firm with offices and all the strip malls and so forth. Uh, I was reading their fixed income outlook, and they they talk about having you know keeping your allocation of bonds, but then they also acknowledge bonds don't really pay much, and then they say that we think that interest rates are going to go up somewhat on bonds. So I wanted to talk briefly about what does that mean. So you own bonds, and interest rates go up one percent, say. What does that mean to me? Well, the shorter the bond, the less it means. The longer the bond, the more it means. So. When I say shorter, let's say that you own two-year treasury notes and the interest rates go up 1%. Well, you lose 2% of the value of your bond when that happens. You've got two years of getting 1% less than what the new bonds generate. So if you sold your bond, you'd have to sell it at a discount, a discount of about 2%. Oh, let's say you owned a a five-year treasury note. Well, same thing. It may be about a 5% drop in value. If we start doing the math on this, what if you bought 10-year treasuries? And 10-year treasuries don't even pay 1% a year. If interest rates go up 1% on the 10-year treasury, you lose 9% of your value. And so basically all of your interest for 10 years, you would lose if they go up 1%. You'd have to sell it at a 9% discount today. So that would not be a good thing. And finally, on a 30-year treasury note, if interest rates go up 1% on those, you'll lose 21% of your value. You literally would be able to sell it at about 80 cents on the dollar if interest rates go up 1%. So I'm looking at these stats thinking, huh, maybe I don't want to be too overweighted into bonds. If I think rates are going to go up, if they don't pay very well as it is, maybe that's not the best place for my investments. Because right now, the inflation-adjusted real return on 10-year treasury yields, which is the yield on the treasury, let's just assume rates don't change. The yield on the treasury minus inflation is positive, nope, negative 1% a year. You're losing 1% a year to inflation by buying 10-year treasuries. 
Brian, we talked about this in the past. We have talked about other countries where there are negative yield returns. Are they already here in real terms in the United States? Well, no, the the U.S. Treasury, 10-year Treasury, is you know hovering in the 1% plus or minus range. And you're right, there are some countries where there's still negative territory. Uh, you actually pay that government to hold your money for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I, for the life of me, can't figure out why that's a good investment for anybody. But I guess if you have billions of dollars and you just need to find a home for it and you don't want to lose it, all right, bury it in the backyard and buy these 10-year treasuries of these different countries and then come back 10 years later and you'll just, you know, a little bit trickled out and you get the rest, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one for me to get my head around. But I contend that for our clients, there are bond alternatives. So if, if I'm kind of painting a not so rosy picture of bonds, I'm, uh, it's because I don't have a very rosy picture of having too much in that category. And uh, so if you're at 40, 50, 60 percent bonds in your portfolio, you might want to give us a ring and say, okay, what are some of these alternatives to signing up for negative yields or negative inflation adjusted yields or avoiding if I if you think inflation is going to come back and you own a lot of bonds, you're going, huh, I'm going to lose money on my bonds. Maybe I don't want to do that. If I know this, maybe I want an alternative to bonds and having too many of them in my portfolio. Okay, Brian, so let me ask you, what are some of the uh, viable bond alternatives out there that we can take advantage of? Oh, there's lots of them. You could go with, uh, certainly, people buy bonds for security. Uh, I know the fixed index annuities are secure. Uh, fixed annuities are definitely secure. CDs are. Uh, they don't pay much. Uh, you can generally find a fixed annuity will pay more than a CD. That's, that's the nature of the beast uh, in the markets. Fixed index universal life can be an alternative. You can have real estate as an alternative asset class. Passive REITs, real estate investment trusts, uh, Delaware statutory trusts, those kinds of investments. They aren't secure like a fixed index annuity or CD, but they are uh, not correlated to the market, whether, whether it be the stock market or the bond market. So having enough uncorrelated asset classes is one way to diversify risk out of a portfolio. So there's a number of ways to build a portfolio that doesn't have to be totally bond heavy. We're talking about the fixed income outlook here for 2021 and beyond here on Growing Your Wealth. Brian, as I said earlier in the program, there was a first, a second round of stimulus checks. Now they're talking about a third round of stimulus checks. I mean, we keep putting all this money into the economy, and I sometimes wonder whether or not, you know, a lot of that money is really needed by the people who are getting it. I mean, some people are just investing that money, using it for other purposes. What are some of the ramifications of this uh, Fed stimulus staying around as long as it has? Yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people are asking, well, what, where should I invest this money I just got? Right. I don't need it. I'm like, yeah. So I think, you know, this next time around, uh, they're, they're maybe going to do it a little differently. But yeah, I mean, I certainly it will make the economy more money will go into the economy. 70%, I think is of the economy is consumer driven. And so this is probably money that will mostly be spent in the economy and and all of that but it's it's short term in in nature and and so it it will you know juice the economy a little bit but i I don't think it's really going to affect markets in any way shape or form too much but you know when it comes to the fed they they do plan on keeping interest rates low for the part that they can manage i contend also that interest rates will remain low because of supply and demand as i talked about previously supply and demand of money 
Uh, there's not enough demand for large amounts of borrowing relative to the amount of cash that's out there. So that, to me, says interest rates aren't generally going to increase dramatically in, in any in the upcoming years, would be my prediction. So if you're buying something such as a home or refinancing, these low interest rates are really, really good. I heard a commercial the other day again, 0% financing on an automobile for like seven years or something like that. That is one side of the equation, but the other side is if you're looking for interest on your fixed-term investments, not so good because uh, that interest that you're going to get is going to be pretty darn low there. Debt and inflation, these are longer-term factors. Certainly, we're adding to our debt. What about the inflation right now? Where do you see that going? Is it going to remain as low as it is? Well, I think inflation will be low. Again, how are you going to raise prices when there's so much, you know, the demand for your goods or services is not going to outpace the supply. So that's what it takes for, for inflation too, to uh, rear its ugly head. So I don't see a lot of inflation in the near future, but there is some. And so we have to acknowledge that. You bring up a good point. Uh, low interest rates are great. Unless you're on the receiving end of the right. interest and, and you're counting on it for your retirement. Not so great. And that's why I'm having this discussion about the, the bond yields and alternatives to that. So you can find stuff that maybe will pay something that, that actually can beat inflation instead of as a, almost a guarantee to lose to inflation. So, Brian, let's sum it all up here on our program today. We have talked about lessons that we could learn from 2020 and the economic outlook here for 2021, the fixed income outlook as far as interest rates go. We've talked about the economy, the volatility of the stock market. What can the average investor, the person listening to our program today, who may not be the average investor, but may be a little more affluent, they're looking to grow their money somehow, what would be the advice if you could put it in a thumbnail? What should we take away from our conversation? today that we can use? Uh, get a plan and get a plan from a experienced financial advisor that has access to the areas uh, outside of just stocks and bonds that you don't have access to. So you have those options. You look at them, decide whether they're right for you, uh, but have a plan, get a plan done and uh, get it done by someone that can provide those answers. And that's really what this show is about. It's about you know, I, I love talking to you, Jeff, and all that stuff. But you know, what, what's our what's our purpose here? Our purpose is to help people that have been successful financially to give them a resource to where they can go that they would trust that they would get good answers and have access to the the tools they need to build their own uh, positive uh, retirement plan, uh, financial plan for their life, and have. Uh, the answers they need provided to them. So that's that's what this show is about. And we talked earlier about my older brother, too. Of course, he wouldn't be listening to this. He doesn't live in this part of the country. But let that be a lesson that if you think you can do it yourself, you probably can't. Maybe you can, but it would be a good idea to have a plan. At least get a second opinion from someone who has been down this road for 30 years. And that's what you'll get here at Madrona Financial Services. Once again, get your plan. There is no cost to this plan. I mean, the price is right. There's no obligation. Nobody here has any sales training. You won't get those telephone calls. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Just a chance for you to come in and ask your questions to get a plan with no cost and no obligation. If it is a good fit for you, if it is a good fit for Madrona Financial, you can do some great things together. So get that plan today. Get it tomorrow. Get it next week, but just get it soon. 844-MADRONA is the number to call. 844-MADRONA. And I highly encourage you to go out to the website at Madrona Financial 
Marshall.com. There's an education tab right there on the website that you can get those guides, important birthdays to remember, all sorts of things that you can peruse and you can get the information that you need to make some intelligent decisions about your money. Once again, 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, we just get started and it's time for us to go. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If you're aged 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Madrona Financial Services at 1-844-MADRONA. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. Call the team at Madrona Financial Services today for a free financial review at 1-844-MADRONA. That's 1-844-MADRONA. Or visit at madronafinancial.com. If you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity, do not buy one until you talk to the financial professionals at Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA today or visit online at madronafinancial.com for your no-obligation review. You may qualify for an upfront bonus and even guaranteed income growth. While some annuities can help you protect your assets in a volatile market, having the wrong one could cost you thousands. Don't let this happen to you. So if you own an annuity or are thinking about buying one, call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services and they'll explain the different types of annuities, tax truths, what they'll mean to your spouse and heirs, and most of all, how they should fit into your overall portfolio. Call the professionals at Madrona Financial Services now for a no-obligation financial review and find out the truths about your annuities and how they should fit into your retirement income plan. The number to call is 844-MADRONA. That number again is 844-MADRONA or visit online at madronafinancial.com. Prosper with Madrona.